welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bride Comedy. And today, ladies and gentlemen, this is a bonus episode. I want to kind of keep you guys up to speed on what's been going on as of late. Yes. So for those who already know, my mother got cancer this year. We've been going through cancer treatment. So I want to quickly catch you guys up on why it's taken so long to get the YouTube channel up and running uh, and just give you a little bit of update of where we're at, what we've been up to and our mental health and all that good stuff. But then I want to talk about the Chef Fry Comedy brand, the Chef Fry Comedy YouTube channel, because at the end of the day, it means so much to us. Uh, and we want to kind of uh, really get you guys to understand what this is going to be and what it's all about and why it is the way it is. Uh, we want you guys to understand that we're really trying, despite all the haters out there and all the critics and all the cynics and all the weird abnormal shit in this world, uh, we want to uh, hopefully... Uh, uh, give the world uh, a bit more joy and compassion and kindness and uh, hopefully inject the world with a little bit of spirit of goodness because at the end of the day I do believe that sometimes our world uh, just is losing the uh, ethics the goodness the just the basic I don't know everyday good Samaritanism in our society today and I, I, I feel like I I want to explain to you guys what this is about and why in a way that you'll truly be able to understand and go, yeah, that's that's so needed today, you know? We will talk about the different things we talk about, about, you know, paranormal and being empaths. We'll talk about advocacy and robust living for regular people and uh, what the mission is. So if you want to be a part of things... Please come on over to Linktree forward slash Chef Fry Comedy and do please subscribe to the YouTube channel Chef B-R-Y Comedy. And let's begin. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a bonus episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Fry Comedy. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we wanted to come back and throw some uh, updates at y'all. While uh, letting you know all about the new Chef Bright Comedy YouTube channel and brand. Yes. But first, let me introduce my wife and co-host with the most. Her name is Rebecca Russell. Please say hello to the folks. Hello, folks. Yes, indeed. So, uh, this it's funny that I could just jump right back into this uh, spiel, man. Uh, you know, I don't talk like this in my normal day-to-day life. Like, hello, welcome back to getting the mail. I will be now uh, checking the television for TV programming. Sometimes you do, though. Well, yeah, it's just <laughs> I'm just I'm just a DJ at heart. I, I can't guess help so. it. <laughs> no, but we wanted to come back and kind of let you guys know what we've been up to and what to expect with the new chef. Bry, B-R-Y, because YouTube has trouble saying that. It's always Chef Shoprite Comedy or Chef Bright <laughs> Comedy. It's like, it's Bry. What the hell's so hard about Bry? And a lot of people think it's Bree, B-R-Y, Bree. Eh, real 
I, I don't know. Real good gr- gr- People are dumb. grammatical experts there. It's like those plates I got yesterday. <laughs> yeah, tell them about the plates <laughs> real quick. Well, we got these uh, Halloween little plastic plates in, and um, it says Freight Night. <laughs> Instead of Fright Obviously, Night. Obviously, supposed to say Fright yeah, Night. Yeah, because it's from it China, you know, night. and they're like, you know. So they marked them down to 10 cents, and of course, I had hey, to buy some. Worth it! <laughs> Anyway, I just want to catch you guys up on who we are, what we're all about. My name is Brian Russell, and I am a uh, former chef turned EMT turned phlebotomist. Uh, And then, uh, you know, I got into radio, and I worked at a radio station, and I really caught the bug. And then we moved up here to good old rural Oregon from the central coast of California. It's not completely rural. Yeah, well, it's not like... There are definitely more rural parts of our... We get wild turkeys in our yard. Well, I know. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not rural compared to, like, rural rural. It's suburbia. Exactly. It's a nice small town. Ish. And they even have paved roads and everything. I know. Yeah. They even keep up on them, too, sometimes. I know. They're almost kind of good about it sometimes. But, uh, But we wanted to come back because... We wanted to update you on what's going on with my mom and her cancer diagnosis and treatment. Uh, so for those who don't know, uh, real quick, let me catch you up on who we are. My name is Brian Russell. I am an empath. I am a paranormal researcher slash investigator slash enthusiast. Uh, I call myself a realized empath because uh, ever since I was a small child, I've been able to pick up on things that weren't quite normal. Although it is normal. <laughs> We've talked about it before. It's paranormal. It's, yeah, well, it's not paranormal. <laughs> it's it's just, you know, we have extra uh, mirror motor neurons. We're uh, highly sensitive people. If I was born today, I probably would have gone to one of those special schools, you know, for the sensitive. But I'm glad I didn't because I got to grow up to be a soccer goalie. I got to... Uh, do judo and karate and I got to uh, play soccer for all those years and uh, it allowed me to really start to see that just because you're a highly sensitive person doesn't mean you're a wimp doesn't mean that you're gonna just give up and give in you know what I mean and that's what this is all about this is about helping people uh, learn about uh, their mental health and robust living and then we try to tackle uh, regressive oppressive and tyrannical systems in our culture and society in a grounded, pragmatic way um, to just call, you know, call it what it is. You know, we're not trying to be, you know, like these woke liberal leftists who are just like angry and uh, politicized, um, although we do lean left. Um, We want the world to be a sane place, but we want to talk about these things in a way that, hey, we acknowledge how fucking weird it's all getting. I mean, where did normal go? It's almost like our moral and um, normal compass just got askew over the years. Because the more crazy shit gets, the more we just become desensitized and normalized to it, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it does happen. It's like, ugh. To try to not make it happen. You wake up and you hear more bullshit come out of that stupid Trump's mouth. And you're like, and we just kind of, oh, yeah, accept it. It's like, oh, my God. Can you imagine... This shit happening in the old days? Fuck no. No, the old days you said a word wrong and it was like news. Or yeah, you, you know, somebody goes, you, yeah, and then yeah. that's it. Your your mm-hmm. political career is over. potato wrong. Or, yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. And, and there was such high standards and now the litmus test is so fucking low. The bar is so low. 
And, uh, and I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about why we're going to be doing this Chef Bride Comedy YouTube channel. We're we want it to be a lot like what we've been doing the last two years here on Surviving Empathy Podcast. We want it to be about the paranormal and cryptids and all things strange and weird. We call it hashtag spooky life. But we also want to talk about mental health and robust living for real, regular, genuine people. People who, you know, aren't trust fund babies who have to actually work real jobs in high school. You know, those those folks. But more than that, we want to be activists, but in a way that isn't heavy-handed and militant. We want people to see that kindness is the solution. That doesn't mean that we're always going to wake up feeling like Mr. Rogers. There are days where I wake up and I just want to punch stuff. And uh, I realize that that's my nervous energy. That's my angst saying, no, none of this shit's right. None of this shit's normal. And, and uh, when, you did a, when you've did when you done a, a podcast for two years and you put your heart and soul into it and you realize that uh, uh, nobody's listening, virtually nobody, uh, I, we do okay, but uh, we don't have corporate backing. We don't have the built-in celebrity status to, uh, you know, drive an audience. And so at the end of the day, we rely on what? We rely on being real and talking about substantial, real stuff in the real world in a way that real people can relate. And that, my dear and you audience members, is what we're all about. Right, babe? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So first, a quick update. Uh, My mother had, uh, the last time we recorded was July 5th, and that was my mother's birthday. And then uh, by August 1st, she had her surgery. They removed a tumor down in her colon, and uh, they had to give her what's called an ostomy or a colostomy bag. Um, and then uh, what that does is <clears throat> it diverts all of the, you know, the poo, if you will, from going uh, down to your butt uh, to your upper GI tract, and then it comes out of a little bag. Yes, gross, disgusting. But the good news is, is that that's just so that her lower intestines heal so that she can have a reversal surgery and she'll go right back to uh, her old regular self. And, uh, you know, the surgery went well. It was nerve-wracking. Um, but uh, she got, you know, got it done. It was like a five-hour surgery. And then uh, she started... And start- we saw a bald eagle that day. And we saw a bald eagle <laughs> that day. Hey, <laughs> that's it was a right. good omen. Good, good memory, yeah. <laughs> and uh, But then what started happening within about... Oh, 12, 13 days later is that she, she was just not feeling well. Ugh, no energy, lethargic. She wasn't acting right. Oh, gosh. And so we took her to the ER one Friday and uh, comes come to find out that what's happening. Well, I'll get to that later. But uh, but she, she got she, she had a short hospital stay for two days and then she came out. We got her got her a once a week uh, home health nurse. And she would come out and check her vitals and stuff. But I don't think she was quite privy to ostomy specifically or some of the problems with that specifically. And then about another two weeks later, she ended up back in the ER. This time, um, not as bad because she had near renal failure and she was severely dehydrated, even though we had been giving her plenty of fluids. 
uh, and it was just really scary. And uh, I was like, God, is this going to be what it's going to be like? You know. Anyways, long story short, after her second stay, she stayed in the hospital for six days this time. She just got out um, uh, this Monday. It was last week. Was it, it last, last week? Yeah, it was last Wednesday. Oh, was my okay. Last day that's off. right. Yeah. That's right. I'm sorry. Um, and she got out. And uh, and uh, what we're finding is that um, what happens is, is that most of your hydration comes from your lower GI tract. But if the lower GI tract is closed for business, uh, what happens is, is that when you're doing your ostomy and pouring all your waste out, a lot of that liquid is coming with it. And so um, they had to get her uh, sodium levels back and her potassium levels. Uh, her potassium levels were dangerously high the first ER visit where she was in near renal failure. They got her back and going. But, you know, Rebecca and I, we have our issues with it. I don't want to go on too long. But um, the triage the first time she went into the ER was terrible. They were letting people with, like, boo-boos and owies go before her. I'm very upset about that, but that's a subject for another day. Um, but the good news is, is that what, what we're finding now is that ostomy patients, it's very common to, you know, experience uh, dehydration because uh, they don't have a lower GI tract to reabsorb moisture. Which they could have told us on August 1st. Would have been nice. Yeah, <laughs> could have prevented a lot of that. Yeah, but what we are learning is that through a, a combination of emodium and uh, fiber, we're able to um, retain that liquid more through an anti-diuretic. Uh, and, and then uh, the fiber uh, thickens the stool so that more of the moisture uh, is absorbed into the body. And so far, so good. So it's been about, you know, a week and some change. It's been about five days since she got home because it's Monday yeah. she came home Wednesday. And so. she's doing a lot better and I think we finally have a game plan in, but I'm just a little upset that nobody fucking told us this. Like, good God. You would think the aftercare paperwork would have said this is a very common thing that you might experience and blah, blah, blah. No, none of that. That would just make too much sense. <laughs> right? Well, and it just seems like this country is really good about care, but not so good about aftercare or preventative care. We're a... Yeah reactionary society we react to a heart attack but we don't do anything to prevent the heart attack so to speak you yeah. know and um but you know uh, my 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 feel personal feelings aside i think the triage could have been better uh my other, only other complaint yeah is that they she didn't stay in the hospital initially long enough nor her second stay was she in long enough two days come on you guys get a grip and this yeah. is all because you keep hearing, oh, you know, there's so many patients, we, we need beds, blah, blah, blah. And so what we're seeing in this country is um, hospitals working their butt off, trying their best, but just not having uh, the, the room for the number of patients that they receive. You want to speak about some of that? Yeah, well, it's, yeah, that's what's happening. I mean... The first time, like when she went, had her surgery, they had to wait for hours until they figured out where to even yeah. put her till they had a room. Right. And then two days later, kicked her out. And I'm 100% sure it's because they needed the room. Oh, yeah. Wasn't it wasn't because leave. she wasn't, it wasn't because she was ready. No. And, you and that was, that's tell. my other gripe. Yeah. And you can just tell the nurses are just running ragged trying to take right. care of everybody. Right. And there's just not enough. Yeah, and, and it's nothing against the staff. No, I mean, those people work hard, and we should be kind to them. We should be loving to them and support them because they work their ass off. 
These people are not their family members. And so to give them the quality of care that they do is absolutely fucking commendable. And they deserve uh, every cent they earn. And they probably all deserve raises. Yes, I'm sure. (laughs) Don't Um, we all? And that's what this whole thing's about, you guys. This is Chef Bright Comedy. Yes, the word Chef Bright Comedy uh, doesn't uh, hearken to what we're all about. But we're about... Anything weird and trippy in this world that we can talk about that's existential, that's spiritual, that's paranormal or supernatural. We like to talk about the possibilities of things. This is a very old, old planet. For you know, We're talking about, what, 14 billion years? Uh, and there's a lot of things that we forget about that... Uh, that are out there and, and we're just like, what? You know, when somebody has a Mothman sighting at the middle of a state fair in Wisconsin, uh, we're going to talk about it. So, mm-hmm. uh, but we also like to talk about things in a humorous and light way. And we like to talk really about activism and empowering who you guys, regular folks, regular people work in the work a day life. These people are working their ass off and we have a, uh, just a, a system that's getting more and more corrupted by wealth and elitism. And so we're like, nah, fuck this shit. We need to return to values, to return to sensibilities. And I think the problem is, is that as the society gets bigger and education systems go down, uh, there's just not enough intellect when it comes to understanding a moral clarity, a moral purpose. You want to maybe talk about that? Well, it just seems like a lot of society is very lacking in intellect and it's just Mm -hmm. do whatever you want to do. Say whatever you want to say. Don't learn new things. Don't educate yourself about things. Well, and then people with the information silo in the 24 hour news cycle that we have, it's like people don't have the goddamn sense anymore. Not you guys. I'm talking about in general, but people don't have the goddamn sense to know what's clickbait bullshit and what's real. And so here you are believing all these lies. I mean, fucking Trump was just on a dateline. And why in the fuck would you invite this fucking instigator, this corrupt lunatic onto a mainstream show is beyond me ratings. Um, But, but they're just giving him another platform to lie his ass off. Yeah. And I can't believe we're in a place now where we get on Joe Biden about his age but don't get on uh, Trump about his age. They're only three years apart. And the only reason why Trump looks younger is because fat fills up wrinkles. Period. <laughs> yeah. You want to talk about that? Oh, but he's six something and 200 pounds, babe. Don't 215, you know? 215. Yeah. That's yeah. my weight. There's no fucking way he weighs as much as me. Yeah. No, no way. I, I, I don't get it. I mean, because mm. even the left-leaning people get on Joe Biden and... What's the point? Why yeah. tear down the person that you're well, supposed to be behind? I would love... We all need... We need term limits, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. And we need younger people to enter uh, our body politic. And I completely agree with that. I, you know, I would love... And this is just dream fantasy. But I would love... Because I like Biden. What he's accomplished in the last two years, whether you believe it or not, is... It's absolutely accurate. He has profoundly succeeded in an an overachieving, really, in what our expectation was of him in terms of actually getting things done. So he deserves our kudos. He deserves our thanks. 
Uh, that all being said, is age a concern? Of course it is. But I don't think any of these dummies really need to be there. We these old folks, man. Look at look at uh, uh, Feinstein or look at uh, uh, Mitch McConnell. McConnell. These yeah. God, he's like sitting there freezing up like a yeah. like a stone. Well, and my only thing with the age with <clears throat> Joe Biden is because he's evolved so much on so many of his his ideas about things and what he believes and what he wants to get done. I just want him to just enjoy his last years and hang out Go with his family. Go retire and enjoy, and just, right, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, he, what if he gets out of office and then he fucking drops dead two days later? He never had a chance yeah. to enjoy his honestly, life. Because honestly, I think he's got enough younger people in his cabinet and in his staff. So he, he keeps up with, with modern ideas and things. Oh, absolutely. You become more progressive yeah. as you start to understand the needs of people. Yeah. But let's not get on politics too much. I, I you know, I, I tech personally would like to see uh, what's his name from California step in uh, Joe Biden's place. Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom, because uh, people say, oh, he looks like Patrick Bateman. Well, yeah, the Democrats need a Patrick Bateman. Yeah, they need a hard ass motherfucker that can mm-hmm. fight against the Fox News machine. So I, I um. You know, I would love to have a more progressive person in there, but he's been very progressive, and people just don't give him the credit because he's not bombastic. He doesn't go yeah. out there like Trump used to do and just fucking, you know, just auto fillet himself every day. Well, and day. that's the problem with the left mm. in general. They don't brag about their things. The and they things need to. That they accomplish as much as we, they should. We need Democrats when, that fucking uh, stick up for Yeah, and when they said they're going to start putting signs up, like, in right-leaning areas that didn't vote for things about what Joe Biden accomplished, it's going to say, like, Joe Biden's administration got this for you. Yeah. I'm sure those signs are going to be well, damaged Well, and it's right just away, damn but. unfortunate that the right wing and all these right-leaning states are just so sold on uh, the, that party being their only salvation when we know for a fact that best practices and best evidence points to the fact that Democrats are better at governing. The end. Yeah. Sorry. It's just the way it is. That all being said, I would love for there to be sort of, sort of a, a moral, ethical, spiritual reevaluation on the right where we can get back to, you know, I mean, you see all these people like retiring, like Mitt Romney. They're tired of the horse shit. It's all about yeah. TikTok and clicks and Snapchat videos and going viral. All these lunatic fringe weirdos fucking just looking for media attention. And and, and the whole fake like presidential uh, impeachment of trying to impeach Biden when they don't even have evidence. I mean, uh, in the old days, people were educated enough where this shit wouldn't even fly. The, what, what the right wingosphere right now are doing is they're relying on the ignorance and stupidity of their electorate. And so at the end of the day, what it means is, is that if they're in an information silo that doesn't get any accurate information, well, you can then control that information in such a way that you actually make people think it's their own idea. But what you're really doing is brainwashing them into a bunch of lies and factually inaccurate nonsense. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're doing. Yeah. And so I would just like to see a world where um, a person who tried to literally overtake America violently, um, just, you know, that that they can't run for office after that. That would be a nice start. That'd be great. (laughs) But anyways, getting back to it, um, I wanted people, you guys, to understand that 
Yes, we get political sometimes, but we're not trying to be a political show. Uh, it's all about uh, morality and ethics. And um, I think there's a vast majority of people out there that don't realize how morality and ethics guide our economy, that guides uh, our, our system, and that if we had better uh, ethics, uh, we wouldn't all be sitting here so upset and frustrated and pissed off and have ment bad mental health outcomes due to their jobs if just we could hold these systems accountable. You want to maybe talk about that? Yeah. So much of big business and corporations is built around exploiting people right. and using them to make mass profits while paying them the least that they have to. Yes. And half the politicians are in the pockets of these corporations and right. these big business people. And it just trickles down and makes everyday people's lives difficult. And when it doesn't have to be. Well, and that's the thing is that I've always been sort of a don't rock the boat kind of person. But then you start to realize a lot of people will treat you like you're radical or like you're a wild child just because uh, you get really militant about our rights when it comes to being a citizen. If you don't know your rights and you don't understand true freedom, you're never going to understand how they're fucking you in your job. And so I just I want people to understand that we're not trying to create a radical society. What we're trying to do is create a society of civic-minded individuals who know their fucking rights and yeah. fight for their rights and uh, know where to toe the moral line. Uh, Fox News and all this, the horse shit on the right and all the misinformation and all the lies and all the obfuscations and all the nonsense that they peddle over there, the hate machine, uh, and it ain't so pretty, the pretty hate machine, <laughs> anyway. Um, but Great the, album. The, the, the hate machine over there on the right pedals in uh, misinformation disinformation and getting people to vote republican whether whether they're doing the right thing or not and they are right now a party in decline uh they are a cancer on society and uh and and the fact that all these uh, immoral unethical things are just happening without really the checks and balances and the normalcy frankly of us going what you kidding me? It just yeah. feels like a lot of the shit gets unsaid, that nobody's standing up for just how wacky everything's getting, not only on the right wingosphere, but in general in our society. We would have such better outcomes if people, what? Paid attention. Oh, my fucking God. You would yeah. think people are just so broken now that they can't even do the, the, the mere, bare minimum, which is learning what's right, you know? Yeah. Well, and the sad part is that the... The right just they completely just lie to their constituents, take advantage of them, talk about how stupid they are and how they're taking advantage of them while just reaping the benefits of it and yeah. making them feel like they're benefiting from things that they actually aren't. It's just well, it's well, yeah, so what horrible. have they exactly gotten out of the deal other than owning the libs? I mean, at the end of the day, your your society is getting worse. And pay is getting worse, and medical outcomes are getting worse, and retirement outcomes are getting worse, all because corporations and their lobbyist dollars and all the dark monies are pushing agendas uh, to, to, to make fun of Joe Biden when he's done 10 times more, 100 times more than Trump ever thought of doing. And mm -hmm. this, this fealty to this 
incompetent fool. It just blows my fucking mind. Yeah. I don't even know what to say about it. Well, it's I don't really want to stay just... on that, but it just, no, but, but that's yeah, what we fight against. We're trying to fight for, uh, the rights, uh, of, 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 of just regular people. We want to represent regular working people so that people understand that some of this shit ain't right. You guys, and we've grown numb. We've grown absolutely fucking completely and totally numb to the fact that this shit ain't normal. And when you desensitize people to the point where they can get away with egregious shit, it just goes to show why they do it because they know it works. Yeah, they do. You know? Yeah. But I kind of wanted to talk about Chef Bry comedy as a brand, as a YouTube channel, you know, um, Lately, my mental health has been kind of eh, uh, probably because uh, just um, all the worry and all the fatigue of dealing with my mom and her cancer treatment and all the stuff going on. It's kind of been screwing with my mind a little bit lately. I, I, I'm starting to sort of see the dysfunction out there in our society. And you know, I'll, I'll be watching YouTube and there'll, there'll be some video that says, why most podcasts fail. I'll tell you why they fail, because you're not a rich and famous celebrity. That's why. Yeah. Uh, you have to be niche for one, which we are, but um, but you're not going to get the big views unless you have uh, some kind of corporate backing or some or kind of celebrity backing audience, or some yeah. built-in audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this idea that people fail because, because I, I, pound for pound, I know that our, our what we're doing is, is more thought-provoking and more useful to society than Joe Rogan and all that horseshit out there that gets millions of views. You want to talk about that? Well, yeah. Like it, you said, it's just you have a, they have a baked-in audience, and no matter what they say, they get, they get views, they get fans. Yeah. And it's just harder when you don't have that. You have to build an audience by being good yeah. and connecting with people. Well, and lately I've been feeling so uncool because, you know, I'm 49, you're 50, and all everybody out there is young. It's a secret. (laughs) But everybody's younger out there, and it just feels like everybody nowadays, not everybody, but a lot of people out there are just fucking bamboozled by the clickbait bullshit. And when you're ever trying to come with something real or substantive, it feels like people don't want to eat their broccoli. You want to talk about that? Well, yeah, a lot of people, and I understand it. I mean, the escapism, because life can suck. You sure. kind of want to have fun Well, that's things, why we try but, to keep it fun. Well, exactly. You still have to yeah. know what's going on and be aware of what's happening right, around you. Right. And it doesn't have to be done in a depressing way. Or no, a, of course. So, yeah, you just you, you just have to stay aware of what's happening. You don't have to do it in an obsessive way right. that just makes you completely hate life and hate everything and fall into a depressive black hole just to stay aware well it feels like the people who are running society now are the people that didn't do their fucking homework in school the people yeah. who failed tests the people who screwed around and hey I-, I like the party as much as the next guy but it just it just feels like we're uh, rewarding shitty behavior and we're um not giving enough credit to the scholastic people of conscience who are trying to make the world a better place. And 
Like I said, uh, we try to make, you know, our broccoli taste good. We put some cheese on the broccoli. We, <laughs> when we're talking about serious subjects, we do it in a way that's fun and playful. And I, there's nothing wrong about talking about religion, talking about politics, talking about depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation, et cetera, et cetera. These are all normal things in our society. And if we don't talk about them, we're not going to ever, I don't know, get to the next level of understanding who you are and what your priorities are, and that you're good enough. I, I just, I'm getting so tired of straight and narrow society telling us that if you're poor, or you don't have a degree, then you're not worth a damn. All, the, all these fucking shitheads are fucking taking over our stratosphere, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's uh, pivot a little bit here. We're trying to keep this light. We're trying to keep this under an hour. This is really about Chef Bride Comedy, uh, in your own words, tell folks what this Chef Bride Comedy brand, the YouTube channel, is going to all be about and what we care about and why, why we care about this stuff. I think it's just going to be about being human and what that entails, yeah. the good and the bad, and right. what's happening around us and fun stuff like paranormal stuff and yeah. empath stuff and mental health stuff and just just being human well yeah and i'm just afraid like you know i'll be watching these well-polished videos going I, I can't edit like that i don't want to fucking put all this other stuff to keep it fun and, and clickbaity like i'm afraid that if i'm you know because i still want to have fun and i want it to be succinct enough for people to get in get out and have a good time but i'm just kind of afraid that you know like i have to keep up with all these like well-polished well-oiled YouTubers out there who have this machine of turning out videos in a way that's very professional. And I'm like, you know, I kind of want to be more like Bo of the fifth column where I just turn on a fucking camera, mm -hmm. say hi, say what the fuck I need to say and get the fuck out of there. Or that, um, what's that Star Trek guy, Steve Shives? Steve, Steve Shives. I mean, he yeah. stands in front of his mantle or he stands in front of a moving blanket hung on the wall. <laughs> I mean, right. so it doesn't have to be doesn't have to super be. polished. Yeah, no, I want there to have, I want to have, as I learn editing, I want to get better at cut scenes and uh, doing certain things to make it lively and fun. But I, I really want the star of the show not to be us, but the subject matters yeah. that really need to be talked about in our society today. And there's a lot of good people out there in the podcast world, in social media and in YouTube that are doing really good work when it comes to um, talking about certain things. But I find that um, it just feels like there's a, too many people out there just, I don't know, ignoring the elephant in the room when it comes to where we're at in our culture and society today. And I feel like, in a way, it's not doing a service to uh, teaching people how to be more, uh, I don't know, humane and, mm -hmm. and, 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 and emotionally centered. It feels like we're ignoring our emotional centeredness for... Uh, like, fuck it, let's just go have fun and get drunk and do coke and blow off of cocaine's titties and let's just, woo! And it's like, no, we should probably, you know, be a society where we can have fun, but also where we can eat our intellectual broccoli, too, so that uh, we're learning and we're growing and we can fight against all this backwards, regressive shit on the right, because that's where we're going to be. We're going to be fighting the shit till we're old and gray. You want to... Maybe 
talk about that. Well, you just there's got to be balance. I mean, you've got to yeah. have the fun stuff and the serious stuff, not yeah. done in a serious way. And it's kind of like everything in life. You need a balance. Absolutely, of course. Well, and I want, you know, because, you know, they say that you can never re uh, do a first impression, that once people get a sense of you, that's it. And I'm, you know, and that's the thing is we've all become so critical of one another, so worried about the shallow shit. And uh, I, I've been really taking a spiritual approach to life. I, I, I feel like I may, well, here, let me, let me say exactly. I wrote it down the other day. So I was just trying to crystallize my thoughts on what kind of person I am. And I wrote, I'm not Christian. I'm a universal best practice preaching progressive non-religious secular humanist who borrows the best ideas from Tao or Tao <laughs> of Buddhism, Wicca, Sad Guru, Greek Stoicism, and Mr. Rogers' teachings. Yeah. And that's where I'm at. You know, like when I need help figuring out how to find uh, what I, you know, just finding my mental health, finding my center, finding my path, I feel like, um, you know, no offense to people who get that from religion, but I'm so tired of this idea, this notion that uh, in order to have morality, you have to have Christian, uh, you have to have Christianity, you have to accept mm -hmm. Jesus in your life. Well, I'm sorry, I don't even believe he exists. You want to maybe talk about that? Well, yeah, it's just this whole Christo-fascist thing that's going on in this country, and it's just beaten into your heads that you have to be Christian in order to be a good person or have a meaningful life or well and I just wish more people questioned it. It's like how on earth if this is the best God can do, um then we're all fucked, you guys, because I it feels to me like we're all like like children, like, oh, there's this savior in our life and he's gonna do great things and it, there's an immaturity to it. Like grow the fuck up. And nothing against Christians, nothing against Christianity, but oh my God, uh, you know, it's like people giving Jesus and God credit for everything that goes good in their life, even though they work their ass off. Maybe give yeah. yourself credit for once. Right, exactly. And maybe just be emotionally mature enough to know that there's this childish notion when you lay all of your hopes and dreams on an invisible figure that we never can see. I just, I don't know. It just was never enough for me. What about you? Yeah. No, and I wasn't raised that way. I mean, yeah. my mom grew up Catholic, and I think she was very disenchanted with the whole, with a lot of it. So yeah. we weren't really raised well in a religious household at and, all. And don't get me wrong, because I was a, a born-again Christian for like 10 years, and I really did try. I did. But the more I read and the more I grew, the more I realized that um, perhaps this is just a lot of wishful thinking. And I get it. I want it to be real, too. But now I'm starting to realize that the way the world changes is not through the glory of God. It's through the glory of getting up off your couch and doing shit about it. Yeah. Save yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? No. Am I wrong? And I was just thinking that. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about the paranormal and the spooky life, nerd life stuff. That's also going to be a very big component of Chef B-R-Y comedy, Chef Bry comedy. 
that's going to be a big part of it. Uh, tell people our experience and uh, explain what we're what mission we're on when it comes to the supernatural and the paranormal. I think it's just to make it fun, bring awareness to it. Yeah, kind of just talk about and play with what's out there and what yeah. could be. And yeah, yeah. It's just it's fun. It's fun to think about the things that we don't know about and what could actually be real. And Well, and I feel like as intuitives, we just have kind of a sight beyond sight where we can just instantly tell what's horse shit, whether it be a video or whether it be a certain phenomenon. It's like, eh, that's a little much for me. So I like to kind of offer our experience because we've been in this for so long that I feel like we have something unique and poignant to point out when it comes to the paranormal that a lot of people just don't know about like i'll probably do a video on just like i've done a podcast on the uh five to seven um manifestations of a ghost is that it starts as an orb and then uh, it can become a mist uh, and then it can from there become a partial image to a full body apparition in other words there's stages of the way all the photographic evidence that you see all the video evidence that you see uh that that has some form of credibility there there's a manifestation phase the way in which the physics of a ghost act in the world and uh, i do believe that once you understand the manifestations of a ghost you see what you can go oh i know what i'm looking at here Mm -hmm. sometimes it looks like smoke sometimes that smoke looks like a partial image Sometimes that smoke looks like a full image. In other words, uh, there are manifestation phases, and why that is and how that is, I don't know, but uh, but it is our own unique working theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think there's just so much in this world that we don't know about. And well, that's it's just, just fun it. to imagine the possibilities and. Well, yeah, think about I mean, what it could if, be. you know how we're always talking about how our land mass only makes up 10% of the earth, that 90% of it is water. Well, I tend to believe also when it comes to cryptids, when it comes to UFOs and aliens, when it comes to a lot of weird things, is that um, it's easy to think that we've explored it all and that it's not out there. But the vast majority of us spend uh, 95% of our lives indoors. How on earth are we going to discover the truth if we're not out there in the field? So um, I I believe we have to be open-minded when it comes to what this world really is, what is going on here, and uh, why does it always feel inherently weird? Yeah. <laughs> Since the beginning of time, it's just we've felt very alone on this planet, and we have this spiritual uh, or emotional longing to, uh, to explore the stars, but more than that, to feel um, that there's some kind of fucking order to this shit, and I think that's the attraction of religion and i'm not against religion let me just make that clear i'm not anti-christian i hate atheists that make fun of it um i just want there to be a little bit more thought into the totality of our uh existence than just old school old-timey bibles that don't say a goddamn thing that make any sense and or mm-hmm. no relevance to today at all yeah exactly it's just old archaic bullshit how am i supposed to use a book that's two thousand years old uh today you know it's like trying you know imagine using a cookbook that's two thousand years old did you get your mead do you have your stone <laughs> like what it's <laughs> so just, yeah it's old archaic, archaic patriarchal yeah. controlling right 
you know, if you, if all you those ask, good things. If you ask me, and no offense to Christianity, because I do think there are people doing it right, um, but I do feel like it was a bunch of coked out, you know, monks back in the day. That's what it mm-hmm. was. Just living very, very solemn, lonely lives, wishing they had boobs. and men that wanted to control everything and everyone around them well yeah and that's where we get this sort of like uh, the royal families like royal how can you say one family is royal another family is not at the end of the day what i think it has to do is the old theocracies and the patriarchies and the monarchies that um you know early established their dominance over others through wealth and somehow they became the shining star of the England or the, you know, royalty. This idea of royalty has got to go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What are your thoughts about spirituality in general? Sad guru. Lately, I've been getting into books called Sto- Stoicism, and that's uh, uh, based on uh, Greek uh, uh, it's it's actually uh, invented. It's it's a form. It's a philosophy uh, based on Marcus Aurelius, who was, um, you know, he was a, a big shit uh, back in the days of um, you know, of of Greek uh, of Greece back in the ancient days. But he was a very famous Stoic who was also a philosopher, and very. Um, uh, a lot of people think that it means, you know, being very dry or being very unemotional um, like Spock. But really what I'm learning about it is that it's really teaching us how to have mental and emotional resiliency despite the fact that we're still very quite unnerved by things. And mm-hmm. that's where I'm getting a lot out of this, um, not to mention some of the works of Sadhguru. And then when I talk about Mr. Rogers, I'm talking about... Um, the 70s were a really trippy time. It was uh, post-Vietnam, and I think we were all turning into, like, we were just we needing something more gentle. And uh, I think we need that again. We need to have a, a gentle revolution again. So mm-hmm. uh, your thoughts uh, in general about all that stuff, spirituality. Um, yeah, I think it's just about trying to understand yourself and your relationships to other people, relationships to nature and the outdoors. Yeah, sure. and. Just trying to understand the connection and the connectivity between everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, um, I I feel like uh, this world isn't going to make it so long as uh, we continue down this road of uh, just the dumb, dumb crowd that are addicted to TikTok and addicted to misinformation and just... Not thinking critically about what is real. These people can be buffooned into almost anything, especially on the right. What is that and how do we uh, uh, combat this? Just trying to talk to people, I think. I mean, it's engineered that way. They they make it so they try to isolate people and keep them just listening to one source. And yeah. this person is the one that knows everything and they're mm. the only one that's right. Don't listen to anybody else. Don't listen to what you're you're heart actually tells you well think about the cynicism think about the hatred you must have for your constituency as fox news to continually repeat lies over and over again Mm -hmm. knowing full well that it's wrong yeah i don't know selling a narrative that's just not right yeah and so when you it's psychopathic 
It really is. It's sociopathic, if not psychopathic. I mm-hmm. agree. And uh, I just want to see our society, you know, we're, we're allowed to have our differences, cultural differences, uh, differences in our religion or spirituality and how we think and political differences. Uh, I, I've always been a, uh, okay with that. My best friend's a Trump supporter for crying out loud. And while I think there, it says a lot about who you are as a person to idolize a fool like Trump, uh, there, there's reasons for people's beliefs that sometimes go deeper than what the media will tell you. So what do you think we can do? What is our best practices for just living and let living in a, but but in a world where people like Trump get way too much oxygen. I think you just have to do it on a case by case basis with people in your life. Just having conversations, not making it political, but just kind of bringing up things in conversation that maybe Joe Biden has done, but not making it a political conversation, just kind of hey, this happened or work it into a conversation that this is what's going on and this is what's actually happening. Well, it just feels to me like we're never going to move those who are unmovable. In other words, some people are just fucking immune to new information. What do we do with these fools? I don't think there's much you can do, honestly. Some people are just not going to change and just have to ignore them. And and if it's a friend or family member that you actually care about and want to stay good with, just don't talk about it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I have friends who I don't want to, I don't want to ruin things with because yeah. I respect them. Yeah, me but too. But some of their belief systems are, at at minimal, uh, unchecked, and at most, uh, just straight up wrong. And mm-hmm. I, 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 tr- I try to think of it as well. It's not that they like these things; it's that they just haven't thought it through. Yeah, they just or don't know any better. Or they don't know or, any better, or they yeah. just haven't researched it. Yeah, people are busy. But it just, I don't know, it feels to me like people have become more foolish and immature than any time in history. Uh, Speak on that. I think that's true. I think with, you know, TikTok culture and YouTube culture Mm -hmm. and with the culture of like the 24-hour news cycle with one side like determined to kind of have a cult-like following that they misinform and lie to. And it just, it makes it like you said, just kind of uneducated, uninformed, foolish. Yeah, and it's it's throwing it's throwing off the balance of human humans, at least in America. Yeah. You know, the 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 attitudes of alpha male and the attitudes about women and black people, the attitudes about our differences. And and that's what I mean about being people have become hypercritical. If if somebody doesn't like what I'm saying right here, they're going to completely dismiss us and never come back because you have to just come correct and you have to like, wow, people the very first time. And I just don't know anybody who's that fucking perfect. It's like, good grief. What? Everybody needs to calm the fuck down and give each other a break and understand that we're just human. (laughs) Absolutely. That's, that's it in a nutshell. We have to realize we're all human. We're all going through things just give people grace and yeah live. and that we're all trying to pass as cats we're all trying to be cool we're all trying to be youthful we're all trying to you know keep our mental health in check everybody's have their own problems and you know some on my best days as an empath the world feels just chaotic but it's manageable because you can ignore it we are our own being we don't have to be a part of a collective we can just 
you know, remove ourselves from the greater threat that is this world. On my worst days as an empath, I feel it. I sense it. The hatred, the criticism, the 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 immaturity and these these fucking people out there bunch of fucking dodos man what in the fuck is going on with this <laughs> god did these people go to fucking school a lot i don't no. want elitism i don't want no. scholastic elitism what i want is people just minimally rudimentary on a rudimentary level minimally uh, educated to at least understand cause and effect and the fact is is that we're look at all these the grievance culture on the right oh poor white people oh poor southern people oh poor republicans there's the two-tiered justice system against us no there isn't there's a two-tiered justice system against poor black people you stupid son of a bitch and the fact that they're using this to try to uh, it's it, to me it feels like a bunch of southern white grievance left over from the civil war days uh, mm-hmm. Can we please grow the fuck up and move on from 200 years ago, please? Could we please? Yeah, it'd be nice. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Get a fucking grip, society. Um, but I don't, it just blows me away that people every day can watch Fox News. I'll I'll just, you know, I don't have Fox News on my TV, but I'll see a Fox News video uh, and I'll watch a little bit of it and I'll see how long it takes until I notice how wrong it is. 30 seconds you guys it's not it doesn't take a genius to see that this is some regressive backwards hateful weird bullshit and and this and that and that does not mean that i want right wingers to be punished or right wingers to be hated on no love thy brother and sister for all our differences but at the end of the day we gotta save these fools from themselves yeah and what I was trying to say. Um, Sorry. <laughs> the clips I like watching, I don't even know what show it is, but where they actually have a left-leaning person it's on the panel. It's called The Five, I is think, the maybe. Five? Yeah. And she just rips the shit out of him, and I love it. She's a brave she, chick. She's she the only liberal and, there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm surprised they keep her there and let her speak. Oh, I know. She Too actually late. speaks they, the I'm truth. sure they would love to get rid of her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just, I love how she just, throws shit back in their faces and makes them look really stupid. Hey, for all of Democrats are the worst at messaging in the world. You could have a platform of, of free candy, uh, give, making everybody wealthy and making everybody pretty with uh, large dicks and big breasts or whatever. And somehow the messaging would be so bad that, that somehow they would fail. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean is that even when you're doing the right thing on the left, it seems to just not be met with enthusiasm because maybe, I don't know, maybe there's just something funny about goodness and kindness. You know, it's like the old song, what's so funny about peace, love and understanding while on the right, it's like there's something cool about being snarky. There's something cool about uh, liking Trump because, you know, he sticks it to people. It's like, Oh my God. It's just, for some substance reason, people style. well, and people style over substance. That's why I said. Yeah, that's <laughs> and for said. some reason, people love the cruelty of it. Yeah, I don't understand it. Right, it's They're, they love the cruelty. Yeah, and that's the thing is that you know I think we all sometimes need to uh, exercise that part of us 
I've always said, you know, if you want to feel good and have good mental health, you got to talk a little bit of shit. That all being said, um, you have to know when to stop because at the end of the day, uh, the daily cruelty, when it becomes the point, um, uh, it's just becoming a society of haters. Yeah, it is. I don't get it. Well, yeah. I mean, I remember a time when Americans were like, we're America. We make up the red, white, and blue, and we should be on the same side. And now it just seems like there's no loyalty. There's no... Um, there's no unity. Unity at all. It's just, in, yeah, in our it's life, one side our, against the other. They're always trying to pit us against each other yeah. based on our differences, and yet no one's trying to bring us together based on our similarities. Yeah. And there's a ton, a ton of overlap between liberals and conservatives if we just yeah. looked at it. Yeah, absolutely. There really is. Yeah, if you don't present things as a, a left idea or a right idea or just an idea. Hey, most of the time, there's a lot of common ground. Left-wingers and right-wingers both uh, are anti-establishment. They're both a little irreverent. They're both a little bit anti-capitalist. If we could just find the overlap to agree on solutions that would work for both parties... Oh, my God. Imagine that. I know. Wouldn't that be something? Yep. Well, tell the folks, because we've been doing this for a couple of years, and the transition from podcast to YouTube, I didn't think it was going to be that that big of a change, but I'm getting a little weirded out by it. You want to speak about the differences and uh, what we've done in the past as podcasters, what we're doing now as YouTubers, and, uh, you know, what are your general thoughts about all that? Well... As you know, I like that it's going to be more short form. Yeah, <laughs> <Because> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, sometimes we'll go for two hours. It's like, yeah, woo, you know, so it will be shorter. Um, there will be our videos occasionally, um, but that'll be the longest. Um, I feel like what we need to do, especially because uh, first I'm going to have Chef Bry's Food for Thought, and that's going to be my short form kind of bow the fifth column style video where i talk about hot takes of the day could be political could be just random musings about things about life and that'll be really short form uh i already have my theme song picked out i've got the channel art all ready to go um but then there's going to be the long form stuff that's going to be more like red letter media where it's two chairs facing each other talking in depth about a topic and i feel like uh, that's where all the real good stuff happens not none of this you know like everybody wants the well-polished stuff i don't want to write stuff because i don't want it to feel rehearsed i want mm -hmm. it to come from the heart you want to talk about yeah. some of all that well definitely especially when i have things written i sound so wooden so that's definitely not <laughs> yeah. what we want um, right it's going to be a little weird being on camera because mm -hmm. um, some you know with the podcast half the time we just roll out of bed and just yeah Talk. My only concern is just the shallow people who judge people. That's my only concern. But then I'm at an age where... Fuck them. Right. <laughs> I'm at the age where if you don't like what you see, fuck off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. I like myself, gosh darn it. Mm -hmm. But it'll uh, it'll make me put on makeup on my days off, which I don't normally do. Yeah. Which, and I love putting makeup on, so it'll be... Yeah, I, I feel like it's going to kind of force us to want to look better and... Comb our hair. It'll be great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, in general, babe, what do you think is going to happen with all this? Because I told you the other night 
that I want Chef Bright Comedy to not deviate too much from Surviving Empathy Podcast. I want it to be the same, just different. Uh, speak about what we do and why we talk about what we talk about and what it is that separates us from everybody else out there. Because I think a lot of people, sure, there, you can find topics on any subject on YouTube, but, it, but what makes this totally fucking unique and totally fucking awesome and, and why I think we're going to take off to the stratosphere is because of this it factor. What is the it factor we have that a lot of folks don't have? I think we're relatable. Yeah. We just we deal with things Yourself. that everybody deals with. Yeah. And we're not gonna sugarcoat stuff. We we're admit a lot of stuff that a lot real. of people don't. We talk yeah. about uh, the things in between the lines. Yeah, exactly. You know? And you know, I'm fifty, you're forty nine, we've seen some shit. Yeah. So, you know, we've got life experiences Wisdom that we can experience. hopefully help people along. And well, I think we're relatable. Yeah. Because we're not, you know, perfect. And well, and it's be. made me kinder. It doesn't mean that I'm not gruff and crusty and tough. Uh, just that I believe that, you know, uh, it's like the old saying, you know, from the military. It takes a little bit of war to understand and appreciate the need or necessity for peace. And I feel like I've lived such a, a crazy, hectic life that I'm at a point now where I do understand what it takes for uh, our not only our society to function, but um, how to find spiritual and emotional growth and satisfaction uh, and, and, and just those little tiny things that we can do to make our life feel like there's an upward trajectory as opposed to just slowly getting worse. At the end of the day, yeah. it takes goodness. It takes kindness. It takes, you know, uh, kitchen table wisdom. It doesn't take a bunch of fancy, crazy shit like a lot of these YouTubers and podcasts will tell you. Uh, most of getting better in life is the little shit. You want to talk about that a little? Yeah, well, it's just the things that happen in day-to-day -day life that everybody deals with. Yeah. And hopefully that's relatable. Mm -hmm. Hopefully... That we're not like stuck on one topic. I think the variety of things will maybe draw people yeah, to it because hopefully. it's not just one thing. It's kind of hopefully things that everyone can relate to. I think the shorter format will draw people because not just short attention spans, but people are busy and right, there's a whole right. lot going on. So sure. it's easier, digestible, little shorter pieces to nuggets of stuff that attract mm -hmm. that are topics that they're attracted yeah. to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, and that's why I wanted, I didn't want to get like, oh, we're just about empaths. Yes, we talk about that stuff. And I know a lot of people have a lot of questions about that. So we're going to talk about that on the show, about what that means and what it is and what mm -hmm. it isn't. And I'd like it if we can be more interactive. Like, I'm hoping that in comment sections, we'll be able to have conversations with people. Oh, absolutely. About I, things. Absolutely. That's the one thing about podcasting that I'm not going to miss is the, just the, 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 the the sense of uh, aloneness. Nobody really cares about podcasters. It's just kind of a selfless thing where people listen, but they don't usually interact. Mm -hmm. Whereas yeah. I think YouTube's going to allow some interaction. That's going to be a lot of mm -hmm. fun. We can address people's problems and uh, questions and queries in a way that's, uh, you know, very approachable and very real and down to earth and hopefully uh, be a resource for people um, of all walks of life, because at the end of the day, it's not about uh, separating each other uh, for, because of our differences. It's about coming together 
despite our differences. At the end of the day, we just need more fucking normalcy and kindness in this world, and that's all I want to bring. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yep. Yeah. Well, it's been about an hour, and I, I could go on longer, but I just, I think at the end of the day, I just, I need people to understand that this is a spiritual passion project for us. As older, wiser souls, um, I'm at a point in my life where I'm trying to become a, a voice artist. I do voices, I do voice acting, I do announcing, I do audio narration, things like that. And so this, uh, yeah, of course, this is also all, you know, uh, advertising for that. But more than that, I have a real deep-seated need to... Uh, uh, contribute to the world uh, in the ways that I don't th- I don't see a lot of people talking about certain things, or at least I am not seeing them being talked about in a real way. Everybody's trying to save face. Everybody's trying to be perfect. Nobody wants to talk about their mental health anxieties. Nobody wants to talk about being broke and still having like five days before payday. Nobody wants to talk about the real stuff, and that's what I want to yeah. do is I want to get down to the nitty-gritty of – how you feel when you're broke living in a trailer in a town with a job you hate and uh, how do you find hope despite the fact that you don't feel like you're where you want to be. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's just Instagram and everything's just so full of people like they'll, you know, portray this perfect house and these perfect children. Never mind that all the mess is like slogged into one corner in the house and everything <laughs> is looks like shit except for that one little corner. People feel like they have to portray this perfect life, right? On social media, right. and and I'm trying no to one t- can relate to that, and it makes people feel bad about themselves that they're not that. Well, and as an influencer, I'm trying to show people a, a, a good fitness and health lifestyle, uh, a good mental health lifestyle, and robust living lifestyle, and I'm trying to show people all the things in which we can do to live a better life. Um, not as perfect people with perfect houses, but as you really are. And so a lot of the uh, videos that I do are going to probably be pretty darn uh, unedited because I want people to see the realities. I don't want to sugarcoat it. I don't want people to think we live these perfect lives. I want people to see what it takes to be a good person despite the fact that you have anxiety, despite the fact you have depression, and despite the fact that the world's going to shit in a handbasket, and how do we as people know ourselves and know our rights and find our center and find our joy despite the realities of the world? And I think mm-hmm. it is achievable, but you have to, you got to get it. You got to get right. You got to find it. You got to find that je ne sais quoi that allows you to enjoy your life as it really is in real time and not be embarrassed about who you are, where you are, what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's about all I have. Any last thoughts to the folks about Chef Bry Comedy YouTube channel or about what topics we're going to talk about or about uh, uh, anything to do with the world today? Not really. I mean, the world's a shit show. We're all going through it. Yeah. And... Hopefully people can relate to us and yeah, it'll be fun. I don't, I don't expect to get world famous, but I feel like there's enough people in the world where uh, we could easily get 50 to a hundred thousand people who go, I get these people. 
And that's all I want. You know, it's just enough to get monetized so that I can advertise for my voice work and uh, hopefully do some good in this world. Because like I said, this world is severely lacking in kindness, in maturity. Everybody's looking for the the easy way out. Everybody's looking to uh, cut corners. And everybody's looking, frankly, to hurt on one another. And I just find, wow, that is just so fucking wrong. It just does not speak to my soul and I wanted to be uh, a contrarian to the, the the shallow ways of the world today. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well any last words, babe? You good? I'm good. You done? I'm done. That's all you got, huh? Yep. That's it, huh? <laughs> That's it. All right. All right. Well, you guys, welcome to a Surviving Empathy Podcast. We are going to be doing everything, everything, everything from now on on the Chef Bry Comedy YouTube channel. That's Chef, B-R-Y, Comedy. And, uh, uh, you know, just kind of understand that this is a work in progress. We are not trying to be perfect people. We are not trying to give you the most perfectly high-quality produced content in the world. We want it to be simple, effective, um, uh, but meaningful. Uh, Just... You know, the the, the, the the substance over style. We want there to be a lot of communication with you guys. We want to, hopefully, when we grow big enough, to do a lot of fun things that will hopefully benefit the world in a lot of meaningful ways. Uh, I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Real quick before we go, what what is the thing about this that you're most dreading? And what is this about this whole thing that you're most looking forward to i'm a little bit dreading seeing myself on camera <laughs> i know right but it's so, for us radio folk it's like oh god yeah um but i am looking forward to like i said hopefully more interactions with people yeah and more seeing how we're hopefully mm-hmm. impacting people or helping them or just which topics <laughs> do you think will help people the most and which topics do you think will be most fun the fun ones, the most fun will be like paranormal if we talk about movies or just ghost oh, yeah. stuff and cryptids doing, and all that fun stuff. Yeah, I want to do some pop culture stuff, movie reviews too. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think the paranormal and the nerd stuff is most fun for me because I love Star Trek and Star Wars and all that. Marvel shit, DC, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm a nerd. I love Godzilla. I love it all. So all that stuff's fun for me. Um uh, but I think the paranormal and the cryptids are always a lot of fun because it, 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 you know, it just sparks the imagination of what could exist in our world. I mean, it's like werewolves, dogman, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so exploring that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the thing I think that's the most valuable to me for this is um, the connection we're making and helping real people with self-esteem problems. Uh, understand their worth. Uh, I really want to get to the nitty gritty of uh, mental health and uh, finding uh, some lasting normalcy in an abnormal society. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Just the, the real life stuff, like whatever you're dealing with, it's normal. Yeah. Everybody goes through things like that. That's right. Nobody's perfect. So don't feel like you have this perfection that you have to live up to. And yeah, just, just real life. Yeah. I really do feel we've become way too critical of one another. Mm-hmm. We've become too critical of movies. Um, it's just like, 
unless you've directed a movie yourself, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. And um, I just, you know, it's okay to criticize things, uh, to say, well, this movie's good, but it's bad for this reason. Fine, you know, whatever, fair enough. But I just think that extends into every aspect of life now, and everybody, everybody, everybody is looking for perfection in other things and then wanting others to uh, give them a break when they're not so perfect. It's like, it doesn't work that way. If you want people to be less um, judgmental of you, you're going to have to first be less critical of them. Yeah, absolutely. It's a give and a take. Mm -hmm. It's a revolving door of kindness, you know. Anyways, anything else, babe? I don't think so. Yeah. We covered a lot. Yeah. Uh, you guys, uh, we are going to very quickly try to get over there onto the YouTube space. Uh, I'm just doing my tech. I'm learning about this and that. I've got some new channel art I just put up. Uh, we're just kind of uh, dotting the I's and crossing the T's. And really, I'm just waiting for my mom to be able to uh, 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 do, you know, live her daily life without a lot of intervention. Once I see that we're not going to the ER every two weeks, I feel like, um, okay, it's time to do this now. It's time to pivot. And I'm looking forward to it a lot. And, um, you know, there's a lot of things that I'm trying to do with my life because I'm ambitious. Um, But there's a good uh, part of me that uh, looks at today's society and goes, uh, how could anybody achieve anything in this crisis? So I want to talk about those things. I want to get people who feel like they're not good enough or feel like they can't succeed in this world to say, you know what, I get it because I feel that too sometimes. But at the end of the day, um, you know, glory comes to those who uh, try, you know, Uh, uh, fortune uh, favors the bold, uh, they say. That is what they say. Yeah. (laughs) At the end of the day, um, we're natural introverts, but I used to be an extrovert, and uh, there's so much about me that misses the old ways and the old days because it just felt more real, and now everything feels kind of phony and off-kilter, and I think I'm not alone in that. I want to mm-hmm. talk about that in, in real uh, appreciable ways and get down to the nitty-gritty of uh, being a human being that makes us feel not good enough or like we can't try or that nothing's ever going to go our way. Cause there's a lot of horseshit out there. You guys, there really is. Um, I don't want to tell people to give up because there's plenty to root for and plenty to go for. Um, but there's a lot of doors that I would recommend, uh, just remaining closed. We can't keep giving all this money and all this accolades, and all this attention to corporate jobs, you know, and that's the problem when you're broke and you're, young is it you always go work at Lowe's or Target or one of these places and what is, what does it do it accumulates a lot of money and all that money goes to lobbying dollars dark monies that um just you know they use it for nefarious reasons to try to attack our rights and we saw a lot of that during the Trump year so I, I just want to make sure we're not going backwards when it comes to um, being uh, evolved and uh, understanding our rights as humans on this earth and understanding basic kindness and courtesy, for God's sake. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, baby. That was sure. pretty fun. That was a yeah. trip. It's been a while. It's been a spell. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, thanks, you guys. Uh, if you like what we're doing and you want to contribute to the cause, 
or you just want to find out more about us, come on over to our link tree. That's linktree forward slash chef Bry comedy. Of course, uh, please do subscribe. It costs you nothing. You guys come on. How hard is it? Go over to YouTube forward slash at chef Bry comedy, or just search for chef B R Y comedy in the YouTube search column. You will find us. I'm that handsome bearded feller. And uh, Rebecca is that purple haired f- lady (laughs) and uh yeah let's just try to be um live the best life we can while we still got the time yeah yes that's what it's all about uh oh and you if you you know all our stuff's on linktree if you want to give in to the cause we appreciate you know the small dollar donations that helps us uh maintain the channel and get better and stronger for regular people uh you can do that on the link tree we have cash app we have paypal all that good stuff uh and and my main social media right now is instagram because um i don't care for x or twitter and i don't care for threads uh i'm mostly on instagram uh the only downside of instagram is when i'm feeling like i need to tell people stuff doesn't give you a lot of space to write. So a lot of my real intellectual or emotional musings are usually over on my Facebook page. And that's all at Chef Bright Comedy. So thanks, you guys. We will see you in, I don't know, a couple weeks soon. (laughs) (laughs) Look for us on YouTube, you guys. We'll see you soon. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye.